Welcome to the Fan Lebetard Show. Like, subscribe, rate, review, and follow the show on Twitter at Lebetard underscore fan. Today's episode is going to be a little all over the place mood-wise because as I'm recording this on Tuesday evening, we are still learning more details about Tiger Woods' car crash that has resulted in him being taken to the hospital for surgery on his legs. So obviously that threw a wrench into everything I was going to discuss tonight, um, but because of the nature of this story, I do feel like this is the type of story that should take precedence. If you're somehow listening to this podcast and are somehow unaware of what's going on day or days later, allow me to briefly fill you in. On Tuesday morning, Tiger Woods was involved in a single-car high-speed accident in Los Angeles. His car crossed onto the wrong side of the road he was driving on, and his car flipped onto a hillside. As of the time of this recording, all we know is that Woods broke both legs and he shattered his ankle, but his injuries were not life-threatening, which is obviously great news. And I feel kind of bad about this, but I really couldn't help it. My first reaction to this was wondering if we were witnessing a repeat of the situation that happened to Tiger Woods late in uh, 2017, I believe it was, or in 2017, where he was found asleep behind the wheel of his car and he told police that he had an unexpected reaction to various medications he was taking as he was recovering from back surgery, and that apparently caused him to get drowsy and his speech was slurred and things of that nature. So when I look at this situation, um, the first thing that crossed into my mind was, did he have another one of those situations except significantly worse? That one he ended up on the side of the road, I believe, this one obviously way more severe. And as I was watching SportsCenter, as all of this was breaking, Ramona Shelburne was on and she was talking about how she recently had the same back surgery that Tiger Woods also recently had. And I don't remember who the SportsCenter anchor was at the time, but he asked a really good question to her, a really delicate question, one that can be taken the wrong way. You know, he asked what sort of medication were you given in the following days of that surgery? And Ramona answered honestly. She was like, yeah, they gave me pretty standard opioids. But, you know, I took them for a couple days and then, um, you know, switched to more traditional pain medication that, you know, like Tylenol or Advil or something like that. And so it it, it kind of made me feel a little less guilty that my mind immediately went to the worst case scenario of did Tiger have another medicine induced situation as a result of his back surgery. Um, I believe Ramona Shelburne said that Tiger Woods was further removed from his back surgery than the one she had, but that she had been off the opioids for quite some time now. Tiger Woods? Don't know. We don't know what his situation is. If he's still medicating for that, if he still needs to be medicated, obviously he has a long, long list of injuries, specifically back injuries. So it would not be terribly surprising if he did need more medication than your average person. But it is a worrying trend that Tiger Woods is now starting to... um, I guess, find himself in these situations where 
he he very clearly does not have full control of a vehicle and this is you know maybe unfair to him but listen this is the second high profile incident that we're seeing within the last 4 years of him ending up in a situation where police are involved and he's behind the wheel the first time honestly he didn't know where he was he was probably lucky that it didn't end up like this situation right now and i realize that this is a lot of reckless speculation but really it just comes from a place of you know, Tiger's got kids. He's got family that cares about him. His career, you know, he's he's still got a lot left to play for, and he's still got a lot to do. And the fact that his career was was plagued by his own personal failings early on in his career, that he had all these injuries derail his career and, and slow it down. Um, man, you have to look at a situation like this and just wonder... You know, with two broken legs, a shattered ankle now, on top of whatever additional damage was probably done to his back, which, again, was still recovering from surgery, I believe surgery number four in this case for him. Like, what does this do for his career? Uh, and more importantly, what does this do for his livelihood? Because it's getting to a point where these injuries are racking up and these auto accidents are getting serious enough or are getting on the verge of being serious enough to where Tiger needs, I think, to really start to reassess some, um, I guess, some of the th- some of the ways he operates his life. Um, I guess first and foremost, I feel like Tiger Woods at this point should not be behind the wheel. Like he's, I believe he's like forty five years old or something like that. Um, but regardless, for someone of his stature and, and and wealth and just history, frankly, at this point, there's no reason he should be driving himself anywhere. He he has the money to have a personal driver take him anywhere he wants to go. He has these, um, you know, he he has all of this available at his disposal. It's it's kind of like how you don't have an excuse for driving drunk when an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi is is just a phone call away. But then, you know, scale that up significantly for Tiger Woods um, and someone of his wealth and his access and, and, and all of the things that he has at his disposal just because it is Tiger Woods. Um, it's a worrying trend, man. I, I, I gotta be honest. It, it really is scary and more more than anything it scares me for his kids because this is the second time that they've seen their dad in one of these situations where he ends up frankly somewhere he shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car and you know the first time that this happened again he ended up on the side of the road um it sounded like it was mixed up medications that he had an adverse reaction to and that that was it. That was the worst of it. Um, a little bit of temporary embarrassment there. But but this one, and you know, initial reports on the scene, we're still learning details about this, but as it comes out, the police in um in LA County talking about how he was lucid and responsive on the scene. Um there didn't appear to be any signs of inebriation or anything like that. Um but in his last incident Tiger blew a point zero 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 on a breathalyzer, and it wasn't until later that we found out that he had um, an adverse reaction to some medications. And 
I, I just can't help but wonder if this is the same thing. And, you know, obviously with the opioid epidemic being what it is in this country, we have a lot of abuse going on. I, fairly or unfairly, my mind can't help but go to like, you know, is that involved here? Does Tiger have a bit of an issue or an over-reliance or a dependence on opioids that is is frankly hampering his quality of life? Because I'll say this, when he was talking to Jim Nance on, uh, on Sunday at, I believe, the Genesis Open, which he was hosting, he was talking about the upcoming Masters and whether or not he was going to play, and he was talking about his recovery, and when I watched him on the TV... I don't really know how to describe it, but something about him looked off. It just, something didn't seem right. He seemed always zonked or, or out of it or, or something like that. And I couldn't quite uh, put my finger on it at the time. I was just kind of like, huh. Like, he see, he seems just a little off. Um, almost like he was buzzed. Um, and then when when you combine that with just a few days later, this incident obviously my mind is going to start going to the place of, are these two things related? Was I actually not completely misreading the situation on Sunday where I'm seeing him talk and he just doesn't seem fully like himself? And I mean, I don't know what the recovery for this is going to look like. Clearly the Masters is not going to be in play for him at this point. It was probably a stretch to begin with. Um, But man, just watching this story develop and and seeing all the details that are going to come out about this are going to be really interesting and frankly, really illuminating because I think it's going to tell us a lot about where Tiger is, not as an athlete, but more as a person, as an individual. Um, What is going on in his life that keeps leading to situations like these? I mean, for, for anyone to have one of these situations, it, it's kind of like a red flag. It's a wake-up call, but but a crash of this magnitude that, by all accounts from the police, very well could have killed him had his uh, had his car not remained intact or had he not been wearing his seatbelt. This very well could have been a fatal accident that we're talking about here. Um, we could have another Kobe Bryant situation on our hands where we lose another athlete way, way too soon. And so... I'm really just going to be interested to see where all of this goes and what comes of this. Obviously, I hope he makes a full recovery. Very grateful that Tiger's kids don't have to live through um, one of their parents dying tragically like that. That I can't even imagine the pain that that would inflict on them, um, especially as we've seen Tiger seem to mature as a person and really sort of grow into that fatherly um, role that, you know, if you watch the Tiger documentary, um, you know, he, he it was a little bit of an interesting dynamic with, with him and his father. And I think he's, he's trying to break that cycle, trying to break that wheel with his own kids. And, you know, watching Charlie Woods out there playing with Tiger, it was, it was an awesome thing to see, and it really humanized Tiger. And then, you know, when you when you juxtapose that against this type of situation, it humanizes him, but in the complete opposite direction. Because my God, this this athlete that was once larger than life, he's looking increasingly fragile. And in how much of this off the off the course is going to define his legacy? 
how much of this stuff is going to continue to happen. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, and again, a lot of these concerns go beyond whether or not Tiger is going to be able to catch Jack or if he's going to win another major. Or at this point, if he's even going to play again, it's it's really just like, is Tiger Woods good? And I don't mean that in a sarcastic or funny way that I normally phrase the question, you good. I, I mean that sincerely. Like, is Tiger Woods okay? Is he struggling with some addiction problem? Something like that. Really don't know. I'm hoping it's not the case. Again, a lot of this is reckless speculation, but it, it's what we're it's what we've got to go off of right now at eight thirty at night on a Tuesday, where we're all just sitting and processing this information and getting getting updates in real time. Um, you know, I'm sure in the coming days this recording will probably be obsolete because we will have information and um, we will know whether or not Tiger Woods had just you know, an unfortunate accident, if he was distracted driving, if he had another medical emergency happen that caused him to lose control of his vehicle. We're going to learn all these things. But in the meantime, it was one of those things where you have to just sit back and and just pray that, you know, he's going to be okay and be thankful that we're not having a situation that we had right around this time last year where we lost Kobe Bryant. And I remember where I was in that moment, and it was it was a stunning thing to hear. And then today to to kind of see very similar scenes and reactions from people around the sports world, it's one of those things where someone of that magnitude, if something tragic happens to them, everything kind of stops and all the attention turns to them. And it's it's a bizarre thing. And you know, it just it just goes to show that like Tiger still has a lot of pull in this sport. He still is the biggest draw. He's the biggest name. And, you know, whether or not we get to see him continue to, to play, to live life like normal remains to be seen, but obviously wishing him, uh, a speedy recovery and, and hopefully, you know, whatever is going on in his life, if anything, if anything, again, we don't know. Reckless speculation on my part, admittedly, but it's just, it's where my mind went. Um, just, you know, connecting the dots. Um, I just hope that Tyre gets the help he needs mentally, physically, emotionally, medically, all of it. Um, and yeah, that he can continue moving forward and that hopefully we don't see any more scares like this. And with all of that being said, um, there's no really good way to transition from a topic like that to something a little more lighthearted. So I guess let's just go ahead and do it. Um, we're going to break out a new segment here coming up. So stay with us and hopefully we can uh, have some fun after that very heavy story. Ladies and gentlemen, we are unveiling a new segment this week aimed at getting you paid. I want to introduce you all to this show's new gambling expert, Woodsy, who has racked up more than $4,000 in profits in his first month of sports betting. Is he the most informed sports fan in the world? No. Does he have a general gambling expertise? Not at all. But the man is delivering winners right now, and I want to see if, as a show, we can ride his hot hand into newfound wealth and success. So this is an experimental thing, and we're going to see how this goes, but I'm pretty confident we're going to be on a rocket ship to the moon, baby. With that said, let's get Woodsy in here and let's win some money. It's time for Woodsy's Winners. Hey, listen. Woodsy's going to give you winners, 
And if you don't want these winners, you're so stupid. It's time for Woodsy's Winners. Let's <laughs> do this, we shall. Here on the Fan Levitard Show. Woodsy, welcome into your debut. How you feeling? You feeling confident? You feeling like you're going to give the people what they want, which is money, dollar dollar bills, y'all, winners, all that good stuff. You feeling good? You feeling pumped? I am ready for this. Uh, I'm going to go a little off the uh, grid here and try to find some value out there in some overlooked uh, places that I think maybe uh, people aren't really looking at. So I think that uh, that's where I have had my luck and found my winners. All right. So, so you say we're going off the grid here. Where are we looking this week? Because I believe you have five picks for us this week. What, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, yes, I have five picks. Uh, I'm going to just concentrate this week on uh, NCAA basketball, and we're staying in the Southland Conference. The Southland uh, Conference? Real hotbed. Who, who's even in that conference? Well, that you'll find out when we go over these picks. That's very true. All right. You know what? No more questions for me. Let's just get into this thing. What you got for us? Okay. Um, so these games are all scheduled for tomorrow night. Uh, so there'll be Wednesday, the 24th, all, um, I think, probably into the evening hours. Do look, uh, check and make sure because uh, colleges are playing some weird schedules now and sometimes they're playing afternoon games and even occasionally you're getting a morning game. So uh, don't miss out on this, that the game is already on and over before you get your money out there. So, well, listen, we're not, we're not, anyway, we're, so. we're not, we're not going to apologize to the listeners who are listening to this late. This is a benefit and a perk that only you who listen to this podcast religiously on the day it drops, these are your winners. These are not for the people who want to wait a couple days because they have other content <laughs> to get to. No, 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 no. This is for the hardcore right good. here. You only get this top notch content. So, Woodsy, I'm sorry. Please continue. Okay, so first one that we're going with, so we have uh, Stephen F. Austin. The Jacks. Versus uh, North. Yes, the, the the running jackrabbits, I believe they are. I believe they're the lumberjacks. Uh, yes, they're going to be at uh, Northwestern <laughs> State tomorrow night. And where I'm putting my money is uh, on Stephen F. Austin. Uh, they're giving uh, nine and a half points, pretty big spread. But these two teams met just a couple of weeks ago, and um, Stephen F. Austin took them by 12 at this time. Uh, Stephen F. Austin has uh, they've been in the tournament before. They have uh, don't remember if they ever pulled any upsets, but they've been there for They've been on the big stage, and they want to go back. So I'm looking for uh, the Jacks to, to cover the nine and a half. So I'm going to put my money on that. I believe it was uh, last season that they beat Duke at Duke, right? During the regular season? They, be they beat him at Cameron. Uh, I believe they may have. And also, just, uh, just, to, peel just to peel back the curtain for, for everybody, our, <laughs> our newfound gambling expert just referred to Stephen F. Austin, the famously the Lumberjacks, as the running jackrabbits. So that's just a little uh, yeah. indication of, uh, of the expertise that we're talking about here. But it doesn't matter because that's going to be a winner. All right, what else have we got? There you go. All right, also, more from, from down in Texas. We've got uh, Sam Houston State at Abilene Christian. Uh, where I'm going with this one is uh, I'm going to take the under. Uh, right now, the over-under is uh, at 140. 
the last time these guys played, uh, the combined uh, total was 121. So I don't think they're going to be making up that uh, 19 points. So I'm going to put my money on the under for Sam Houston State and Abilene Christian. All righty. What else we got? What's number three? This is probably uh, the one I, I feel the strongest about. This will uh, maybe make it my lock. Oh, this is New status. Orleans. Yes, this is New Orleans at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Um, I'm going uh, with New Orleans. They're given one and a half. Last time out, these two guys played, uh, and, and granted it was in New Orleans, but I don't think the home court advantage is really what it uh, has been in past being this crazy COVID year. Uh, but the last time out, New Orleans uh, uh, beat Corpus Christi by 19. So I, I think somebody's asleep at the wheel on this one at one and a half points. Of course, maybe they know something I don't know. There's a reason that they have those big shiny buildings in the middle of the desert, but uh, who knows? The only so, reason you don't have uh, a big but, shiny building is because you have only been at this for a month. Give it time. You'll have your own tower <laughs> soon enough. There we go. All right. Okay. Next one up. Uh, Lamar at Immaculate Word. Um, an immaculate word is giving two and a half on this one. Uh, this one I'm not real confident about, but I, I, I'm feeling that immaculate word is just coming into their own now. Uh, they've got that veteran guard play. Uh, it's going to keep them rolling, I think. Uh, so I'm going to put my money on that one uh, for immaculate word to cover against Lamar. The last but not least, uh, could be least, we've got uh, Houston Baptist at uh, Nichols State. Um, the over-under on this one is at uh, 154.5. And the last time out these guys played, they, they pumped in 173. So I'm looking for the over on this one. I think, uh, especially as the year has gone on, they've uh, gotten to know each other a little bit better. I think they'll only be better at uh, at this time than they were a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I'm going to play the over on uh, Houston Baptist and Nichols State. Now, we have five guaranteed winners right there, ladies and gentlemen. Five guaranteed winners. Woodsy, on a scale of one to Absolutely. ten, how, how confident are you feeling on these picks overall? Uh, this one, I think for the first time out, I'm going to go one to 10 with a solid eight and a half. Very good. I like the confidence and hopefully mm -hmm. if we, if we do well here, we're going to be building towers in the desert. We're going to start our own casino. <laughs> we're going to start our own sports book. How about that? I think we're in, I think this is a good start. I'm going to, um, Start working on uh, my next picks now and uh, looking for, again, looking for that value, looking for the one everybody can, everybody can bet the Duke NC game. Everybody can see that one, but we're going to go, uh, go a little deeper, do a little deep dive and uh, find some value for everyone out there. All right. So just to, uh, just to rehammer home your expertise, especially as it sounds on the Southland conference, uh, who is in first place in the Southland conference right now? Um, that is actually, I believe Abilene Christian and Stephen F. Austin are neck and neck uh, for that conference lead right now. 
Well, you are close. Uh, they are in second and third, respectively. That would be Sam Houston State ah, at eleven and one. Ah, well, so obviously, I'm uh, deep dive into these guys. Been studying them for um, almost an hour, <laughs> minutes. Uh, so that's where we stand right now, and we'll see how it rolls. Well, if all goes well, you will be back next week. If not, you will be back next week <laughs> as we hammer you for losing us lots of money. Um, Woodsy, Fair we, will, we are going to put down money on all of these bets, and we're going to see how it goes. We're not going to let you off the hook if this goes poorly, but you will be our savior if it goes well. So fingers crossed that uh, next time we talk, we are significantly more wealthy. We are rolling in the dough. We are diving like uh, like Scrooge McDuck into a comically oversized pool of pennies. <laughs> um, just just all sorts of things like that that you can imagine. That's going to be us here in a, in a about a couple couple months, I would say, a couple months of nothing but winners, and we are we're on the up and up. All right, I've got to go. Uh... Try to get in some live bets here on some hockey tonight. So I'm going to take off and get that done. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll look forward to it. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you again to Woodsy for joining us and hopefully delivering us some winners. Again, all our thoughts go out to Tiger Woods. Hopefully he makes a swift recovery from everything. And for all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, remember, like, subscribe, rate, review, follow the show on Twitter at Lebitard underscore fan, and we will be back with you next week with a brand new episode. So until then, stay safe and stay well.